1: is my boomstick what's your favorite scary movie good evening and welcome to shiver a horror movie podcast i am your host david and with me as usual is daniel how's it going what up y'all and we have a very special guest. I'm so happy that this is finally happening. Uh, we have Ish from the Better Let Me Tell You podcast.
2: Hello, thank you guys for having me on. I I it's been a long time coming this this episode.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, for for the listener, um, Better Let Me Tell You is is an amazing podcast uh, that you. is also part of the Geek Bro Network and uh ish and i have become pretty good friends over the last couple of years and in um in that time shiver took a hiatus and he kept telling me even before we took a hiatus he's like dude whenever you 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 have a chance let me get on there i i really want to do sleepaway camp he mentioned sleepaway camp and this is one of my favorite slashers and so through the whole time that we were taking this hiatus he was like hey When's Shiver coming back? When's Shiver coming back? And uh, and so we we are finally back, and and I swore to you that it would happen. It um, I like that so, it's happening before the Conjuring. Y- yes. Yay! Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, but it, you you'll be back for the Conjuring, I think. <laughs> I, I, listen, conjure me up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Ish, do you want to give a little bit of uh, your horror background that's one of the things that we did on our first episode back as we talked about yeah. um, how we got into horror what you know horror means to you you don't have to give a dissertation or anything but right no just um, a little bit.
2: so i've always liked horror movies um but i would definitely say that my like deeper dive into horror happened actually when i was living up in new york um i became really really good friends with this couple uh rick and joe and rick is to say he's a horror fan is putting it mildly the man has tats of freddy jason uh michael myers actually one of his tats is even his niece drew a picture of jason and he got that as a tap. Nice. So That he, is commitment. <laughs> yeah. He is a huge horror fan. So I, you know, at one point I was living across the street for, or across the, the railroad tracks from them and then eventually just next door. And so it was very sitcom Like I was always, you know, the neighbor always at their house and having drinks and whatever. And I just became more like into horror because of him. Cause it would always be like, let's watch this movie. Let's watch this movie. Let's, you know, and I'd be like, Okay, cool. And it just became a thing, like, where now I sometimes just will crave a horror movie. Like, it it doesn't matter how bad it is. I'll just, (laughs) like, I I just need to see Teenagers in Peril sometimes. And that's just, you know, nothing will satisfy that that itch. Um, And one of those was this movie, Sleepaway Camp. I actually saw it for the first time ever. uh, Not that long ago, really. I was in New York from 2013 to, like, 2016. So um, for the first time I saw this movie... On their couch, I had her- kind of heard about the movie. I had kind of heard about the twist. Even when you've heard about it, it doesn't prepare you for the execution at the all. <laughs> <No. laughs>
1: at all. Um, so, um, spoiler alert: we will be talking about the twist ending to this movie if somehow that is thirty-eight years old. Yeah, if somehow <laughs> a, uh, a a movie that's almost forty years old has, um, has not managed to be spoiled for you yet.
0: As somebody who was born the year this movie came out, I petition that we do not refer to it as Almost 40 again. As a 38-year-old <laughs> movie.
1: As a as movie that's the, been out 38 years. Um, as the
2: oldest you, person here, I, I second that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, uh, wh- whatever you say. I'm older the than shoulders. this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I um, – I really recommend that you watch this movie before you listen to to this podcast. It'll um, we will ruin the movie for you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so you've been yeah, warned. Just, yeah, you have been warned. Um. So that's cool. I like that. Um. I, I I like that a lot. Um. So this movie in particular, we 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 kind of talked about it a little bit. It has a truly iconic twist. <laughs> Uh, there are very few uh, slasher movies that I think can say they have an iconic twist, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Friday the 13th comes to mind, right? Right. Um, you know, every, everyone thinks it's going to be Jason somehow. And especially now, so many years after the fact, you've got teenagers that are watching the first Friday the 13th movie thinking, oh, okay, J- I'm going to see Jason at the end of this movie, and here's Mama Voorhees, right? Right. Um, Psycho is, you know, maybe the most iconic, uh, twist slasher, uh, you know, if you want to call it a proto slasher or something like that, Um, uh, but it, it, it certainly is, is, is horror. So, um, this is. I, I would call it one of the undisputed heavyweights of the slasher genre. You've got you, you've got the big three franchises. Um, you know you've got a, a, another couple franchises there, like you know Child's Play. Um, child's but play. yeah, it's great. Uh, but as far as slashers go, there's there's very few <laughs> that uh, I think could hold hold its own in the ring with the sleepaway camp franchise because because there's there's more than just this one right uh although this is the best one this is it for me like yeah uh, yeah i i I like two and three uh to me it kind of devolves into more standard slasher fare um Mm -hmm. as bad as it was i did enjoy seeing the original cast and crew come back for return to sleepaway camp yes uh which was released back in 2008 ish if you haven't seen that you should probably watch that's that the one.
0: only other one i've seen actually i didn't see any of the sequels because i was like no they're gonna it's there's there's no way right you, you so, it, not yeah, drawn in by Bruce yeah exactly so, but then <laughs> it was like return to sleepaway camp oh, with these people i know okay now i'm in
1: yeah it, it, t- to me angela is uh felicia rose yeah, and yeah. and that's it. There's there's no other way about it. Um. So this is actually one of those those rare horror movies and slasher movies in particular that is actually fairly critically acclaimed. Is it really? It's got, yeah. It's got it's got a fairly decent um Rotten Tomatoes score. So the majority of critical ratings are positive. I want to say that it's about eighty percent fresh. Oh wow. Let me look this okay. up. Okay. Let me verify. That's, I mean,
2: for a slasher film, that's that's unheard of, really. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Um, it it really is. It is 78% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. So um for comparison, Friday the thirteenth barely breaks the sixties, the sixty oh. percentile on on um Rotten jo- Tomatoes. Johnny Depp's only good for 70 votes. That's it. <laughs> so
2: um hey for the record that's nightmare on elm street oh that that's is, right yeah i, 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 I yep. didn't i didn't
1: want to be that guy <laughs> nope. but yep, that but since ish is going to be that guy that is nightmare on elm street although that death is so it's <laughs> iconic that yeah is iconic tru- and truly also- iconic uh when we did on mount Geekmore, um our our top four uh horror movie deaths that was my number one it, it should be yeah. 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 Actually, now that I think about it, was it the burster from Alien? I think that was number one. <laughs> yeah. Also yeah. acceptable. I'll, yes. I think the only one yeah. that may outdo it. So um, this movie is, you know, fairly well received critically, 78%. That's nothing to shake a stick at. Uh, as far as fan <laughs> fan reception goes, is shake uh, you like that? Shake, shake a yeah. stick mm-hmm. at it? Is, is, is yeah. that a spoiler for the end of the movie? Yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> um the the fans love this movie i mean this is one of those things where um like pretty much every horror fan that i know who has seen this movie loves this movie so um as sort of like like a like an overall do you like this movie do you think it works as as a as a a whole like as a whole film uh Uh, daniel we'll start with you
0: yeah, so this is a movie um, that I saw when I was in high school. This was a blockbuster. I like that VHS cover art pick. Yeah. Um, and so that is how I ended up watching Sleepaway Camp. Uh, so I, I've seen it. I've seen it a couple of times, and it's one that uh, I do like it. I think that there's a lot that really works with it. Uh, I know there are some things we're going to get into uh, later with the casting and mm-hmm. some of the directorial decisions and some things like mm-hmm. that. I feel like in a time when slasher films were starting to kind of go off the rails with what they would show after kind of the, after some of the ones that we were talking about earlier started to become more popular and they did start to get more into that fantastical ways of killing mm-hmm. Uh sleepaway camp was a movie that took this very, you know, a uh, less is more approach mm-hmm. and they, they would show you kind of what was happening and then the aftermath, but maybe not a lot of what was in the middle. And uh, that left a lot up to the imagination. Um, you know, you get to wonder, you know, like, it's just, like there, there are so many things that are done well with this, uh, with the kills and stuff like that. The story as a whole uh, from beginning to end, I think it makes a lot of sense as you start to get to the end. Uh, there's one scene in particular that still kind of baffles me. Um but uh, I think I get what it's about now that I'm an adult. I'm still not 100% <laughs> sure. Um, but as a whole, yeah, I think the movie works really well. I think it tells a great story. I think it's a lot of fun to watch. I think, uh, I think there are a lot of things that, that are just done very well to continually set the stage for what's going to happen next. The, the sequencing in this movie is, is spectacular. And so that's one of the things it, it keeps moving at just the right pace for that, you know, that 90 minute benchmark of what makes a good slasher. Yeah. Nice.
2: Yeah. I, I, I will preface this by saying that I genuinely like bad movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I am that, I am that gay guy who will just be like, no, but you've got to watch it. It's so horrible. It's wonderful. <laughs> um, so I I, I, I preface that to say that I really like this movie. All of its faults. But what I really like about this movie is watching it for the first time with someone who has never seen it. Yeah. Because that happened actually uh, in preparation for this. I watched it last night and I watched it for the first time ever with my boyfriend. And it's like, you know, it's for all intents and purposes, it's kind of standard slasher fare, right? So up until a certain point, you know, they're kind of watching it, like, especially nowadays, you know, you're kind of on your phone, they're kind of whatever. They're not really quite paying attention. But then toward the end, I was like, all right, now pay attention. Because these are my favorite parts, <laughs> and afterwards, like that reaction of just like, the fuck did I just watch? Yeah. <laughs> to me, that is why I love this movie so much. Because mm-hmm. you know, like I said it, and I, I, I don't, I don't know if we should just spoil right now the ending. Of, sure. Um, you know, yeah, go for it. I mean, ultimately, the the plot is you know, uh, we follow Angela and her cousin Ricky at sleepaway camp, and we find out that you know years ago. Um, the character of Angela was involved in a boating accident with her family, th- including her bro- her younger brother. They all died. She was raised by Ricky's insane aunt, who, by yes. the way, I oh, so want great. to have dinner with that woman in character. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so, you know, then she sends him off to sleepaway camp, whatever. There's a series of murders. You find out at the end that Angela is the murderer. But you find out because Angela... The last, literally, the last scene, the last frame of the movie, is shows Angela fully naked with a dick. Because apparently, when the aunt w- adopted the little boy, she was like, "No, no, I've already got a little boy. That won't do. Now you'll be Angela instead of Peter." Mm-hmm. So when you watch that ending, because at the end, you know, and I just watched the documentary on the whole movie earlier today too. You know, they obviously could not have a thirteen-year-old girl posing with a strap-on. You know, that's just right. uh, that's just not right um, on so many <laughs> levels. They created a mask of this girl's face, and then they hired a like some you know college-age student. They shaved him down. They paid him. You know, and he's just standing there in all his naked glory with the mask on. But the mask is her face frozen in this like
1: snarled it's expression, this primal scream. Yeah, and,
2: yeah, yeah. And then and then all you hear is like. Aah! And it's like, when did she even have that degree of depth to her voice? Like, <laughs> and that's like, and then it's like, and roll credits.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. and, it, and it freezes on and it. It freezes yeah, that. And rolls credits on frame. top of it. The, yes.
1: The, <laughs> the, well, actually, if you're watching this live, uh, if you're only listening, you can watch this live. You should watch it live. We've got a picture in the background. You can't really see it that well because our faces are kind of covering it. But it, it the, the picture turns green. It goes oh, yeah. into like this sort of like monochrome green, which co- it, it comes out of nowhere, and it's almost as shocking as you know seeing seeing a dick on who you thought was you know a teenage girl this whole time.
2: Yeah, and then it's just like you know curtain down, like that's it, and then, yeah. that, that's it. We left we left sleepaway camp, right? And it's just like <laughs> literally, I remember that's what I say. The first time I ever saw it, I knew the twist, right? But I didn't know how how it was revealed. And I remember, you know, having like a, a freaking old fashioned one hand and just drinking it and putting it down and turning to my friend Rick and being like, the fuck is going on here? And then it just, <laughs> it's done, right? Like, mm-hmm. and that's it. And so for that reason alone, I recommend watching this movie. There's, you, you mentioned something, Dan, that I think is interesting. It's, you know, you said that there's not a lot of, uh, the, the kills are, are, you know, they're pretty standard fare and, and what have you. But that's another thing I love about it because this The killer ultimately is a 13, 14-year-old girl. The kills are not implausibly achieved by someone that age. One of this. <laughs> well, no, no, but I'm saying in general, like, in, yeah, yeah, that's true. But no, but in general, like, you know, you, you've got, you know, like somebody being, you know, smothered with a pillow, right? Um, you know, somebody like even when there's a, a knife involved, you know, the girl's in the shower and it's, you know, a, a, an aluminum wall. Like, there's, it's feasible that someone that age could theoretically do it. Like, she's not doing Jason style kills,
0: right? Well, yeah. and uh, and it also, um, and you know, as 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 we go forward with it, they're also. Um, not only plausible as her being able to pull them off but they make sense as the type of thing that a 13 or 14 year old would right. think of to right. kill someone um when you, when you look at some of the kills it's like oh well there's a pot of boiling water I'll make that fall you know it's like it's it, these are things that all make sense for okay. someone that age whether or not they are some sort of you know, just just absolute, you know, a, a, a depths of insanity, don't know what's going on, right. you know, like, they all make sense as something that you could come up with in that moment.
2: Can we also talk about that pot of boiling water? Like, that thing, <laughs> that pot was like six feet tall. And then they show the corn that he's supposed to be boiling in it. And it's like six stalks of corn, like, it's six, like, ears of corn. Like, why did that... Pot have to be so gigantic. But those are but again, these are things that I Well, how else would
1: it burn his whole body?
2: (laughs) (laughs) But but these are the things that I I I love bringing up and 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 you know mocking in, I guess, in a way, but it's because I genuinely enjoy it. Because Mm -hmm. I, I I see somebody's heart going into this, right? Like this was not made for a cash grab. This was made because somebody really wanted to make this movie, and I can appreciate that.
1: Yeah um i i kind of feel the same way uh this was a movie that the first time i saw it and and kind of like ish i was introduced to this movie um very late um i saw it for the first time maybe only like six years ago and um i saw it on a whim it was on sale on itunes (laughs) <laughs> for like for like five dollars, <laughs> and uh, I, I'm always on the prowl for for a good iTunes sale, and um and so I was like, man, you know what? I've heard so much about this movie, but I did not know the twist. Oh, okay, I've heard so much about this movie. Um, I know that this is supposed to be you know one of those like you know you got to watch it before you die slasher movies. So um, you know, instead of renting it and you know paying almost the same amount of money, let me just buy it. And I can watch it over again if I want to. And I did. And I watched it over again and <laughs> over again. Uh, and it became one of those things where anytime that I found myself with a little bit of downtime and no one was home, I was watching it. Because it's it's so fun. It's so playful. Um, but it, but it's also trash, right? So, like, yeah. I, can't, I can't watch this with, with my son home. Right. And, um, no, and then no. And, and when, uh, when my wife and I are sitting down to watch TV, you know, we're, we're usually going to watch something that we both want to watch together. So, um, I have had the, uh, the distinction of being able to introduce this movie to two people who were totally oblivious to the twist. (laughs) <laughs> one was uh, my best friend, Andre, a couple years back. After I saw this movie, he's another one who, like you-ish, he loves a, a good, bad movie, yeah. right? So uh, so I saw this thing a couple times, and I went over to his house, and I was like, dude, you got to watch this fucking movie. <laughs> All right, and we sat down with uh, with like a case of beer and and some popcorn, and by the time the beer was done, he was looking at me like, bro, what the fuck are we watching? <laughs> <laughs> but he was laughing his ass off. He loved the movie. And when, when it was finally over, he looked at me and he was like, that is one of the best slasher movies I've ever seen. Because it's so campy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's one of the things that I think this movie gets is that uh, a horror movie that takes itself seriously um, has yeah. to deliver on all fronts. So if, if you're yeah. going to be as serious as Halloween, right? You have to deliver like Halloween does, right? Um, which is why I think you get movies like the Friday the Thirteenth franchise has, where they're tongue in cheek, where they're self aware, where they're 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 gonna up that camp factor to make it fun for you, because at least if 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 you can't enjoy it from a movie making perspective, right? Uh, like this isn't high art. Right, uh, but it is a lot of fun, right? <laughs> so, uh, so that's kind of what this is. And then, like you, Ish, I was able to sit down uh, with with my wife, and I said, "Hey, so we're gonna be doing this." And she's like, "Oh, oh, so Ish is finally getting his episode." I said, "Yeah," and I said, "Do you want to watch this with me?" And I'm pretty sure it's only be sh- it's only because it was your episode. And she was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll watch this with you," even though she's a big fan of horror. So she watched it with me and uh the first thing she asked was can i uh do i have to pay attention or can i can i be like on tiktok while i'm watching mm-hmm. i'm like as long as you watch the first scene and the last scene you're good right but she ended up watching the whole thing <laughs> like she found herself like just getting sucked <laughs> into the movie and i think it does that uh because there there is an authenticity to it there is a uh, a humor to it and there is a depth to it you start realizing at some point in this movie that there's more to it than just what's on the surface so i really do like this movie um and that kind of leads me into the the first major thing i want to talk about which is uh and i know that we just talked about how fun the movie is but it's socio-cultural significance um Ooh this um this movie is fairly significant in in horror um whether it was done purposely or by by virtue of simply wanting to shock the audience mm-hmm. right um the director robert uh Hertzlich, uh made a movie that is significant in 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 the pantheon of of of, of horror and and slashers which are typically not very um, conscious of uh, of what's going on in society, right? Uh, so we've got um, the topics of, of, of gender primarily being tackled here, sexuality being tackled here uh, to a lesser degree than, than gender. And um, does this elevate the movie to something else? Or... Is this a somewhat overt example of homophobia and transphobia, which um, I mean, transphobia, not so much uh, back back in the 80s. But homophobia certainly was something that you found a lot in movies and in horror movies uh, specifically. So is this a sort of um, like, you know, out and proud movie or is it something that is like wagging its finger? So since you sent um, the the ideas
0: for the topics, this was something that I never really considered because I always just kind of thought about um, at the end finding out that, uh, you know, she had been raised as a girl, but but was a boy up until a point in her life. Um, You know, however, that kind of works out for this character. I, I. I always just kind of viewed that as a shock factor because, <laughs> because she's always, I mean, the, the, it, it is, you know, like we talked about there, there is a 13, 14 year old girl who plays the role of Angela and, um, and so, you know, granted in 83, I don't, you know, I'm, I, I'm not, yeah. I can't put my finger on, you know, like, <laughs> oh, well, we definitely, you know, here's a trans actress that we would have cast in that role. But yeah. uh, so I never really thought about it as being something like that. I, I've, I've always just kind of considered it like a shock factor thing that. Um, and so once you sent that, I was like, I, I maybe just kind of happened accidentally, like so many things um, that that you can get attached to. Or that certain communities um, attach themselves to, even though they weren't necessarily made with that particular message in mind, or, mm-hmm. um, or or things like that. So I think I think that that this was it was really just about shock factor at the end. It was like, how can we really screw with their heads? Yeah. Because she's always presented as just like a, a cis female. Um, And so her having a relationship with a boy and things like that didn't seem like any sort of message or uh, or something like that with any deeper meaning um, outside of just continuing to play into this idea so that you are shocked at the end was all that I could really come up with. Now, granted, I'm on the outside looking in when it comes to uh, certain issues like that. So it's not something that I've ever really looked for. It's just kind of been banging around in my head since you brought that up earlier. But I think that the whole, the twist at the end and finding out that that she was a boy raised as a girl um, and it just kind of assumed this, uh, this gender identity role, I think that that part, uh, is more about shock factor, but I do think that um, that when you look at it through that lens, there's a fascinating, uh, you know, there, there's a, there's a fascinating argument to be made there for sex versus gender. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, being raised and told that you're that you're a girl, uh, granted not a choice that this child made, right. um, but something that was forced upon them. But that just goes to show that uh, that so much of what we consider Gender norms and and things like that are the, the the concept of gender is societal anyway. So I I did I did kind of reach that conclusion, but I, I, I the rest of it I'm not a hundred percent.
2: Yeah, I mean I, I have to agree with you. I think <clears throat> it's weird because I agree with you, but then I, I also like the more I sit with it and peel back, the the more I'm like I agree with you. Asterisk, asterisk, right? Um, <laughs> you know, I I do think that there's a certain degree of just like, okay, well, the ending was there for shock value. It's like, you know, you know, she's a boy, right? That type of thing. But then you also, you know, like like Dan was saying, you start to peel it back, and it's like, okay, right? But she, you know, first of all, I don't consider, and I've seen this referred to, but I don't consider her a uh, a trans um, character or person because in in my, and, I, and maybe I'm very limited. But in my perspective, someone who is trans has made that decision based on who they feel they are inside. Like you said, this was imposed upon Peter to become Angela. So I'm hesitant to say Angela is a trans character. I mean, I guess in technicalities, maybe. But, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, this is not it it was not something that she decided for herself. Um, But, you know, but then you've got, okay. well, what happens to a kid? When, you know, and and now now let's let's add the layer of trans in in 2021 parlance, right? You have a, a boy who's telling you he's a girl and you're like, no, you're a boy. No, you're a boy. No, you're a boy. You know, this child eventually will have some type of psychotic break. So you know, let's reverse that, right? We've got the situation where it's like Peter is a boy, and it's like no, and you know, you're Angela, you're Angela. You know, this crazy bitch. You know, your aunt is is you know stressing yes, it to that you. Will, that <laughs> will work. That will work. I put a red fi- uh, string around my finger. Um, I do believe Angela means angel. <laughs> yes. So yes, I believe right. it does. And let's be honest, any of us living with that woman would have broken. Like, kudos to Ricky for being. Halfway normal, <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, not like not at all being the actual cycle. Well, there, um,
1: there is there is a theory, and it's just a theory because uh, it's um, it's not really suggested by the finale of the movie. But there is a theory that Ricky was in on it, and that yeah. Ricky mm. was actually um. I don't think so, Angela. I don't think so.
2: I, I don't think so because I, they they go to great lengths to show you that when Peter arrives at the house, um, the aunt says something to the effect of like, you know, oh, but I already have a boy, Ricky. Well, Ricky will be happy when he gets back and has a sister, like something to that effect. So
1: mm-hmm. I
2: don't know that Ricky knew, or, or, or I don't think he knew. In I, my opinion, I, I I think he was completely in the dark.
1: Yeah, I I don't I don't think that it suggested by the film i think that it's just um you know the the director trying to play with us you know which is why mm-hmm. we see uh ricky and silhouette uh, against um you know the 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 light of the of the entrance at the the door before okay. the coochie burning scene you know um so, which well, maybe crazy. one of the greatest deaths in in all of horror history.
2: I mean, for that alone, this movie deserves some type of honorary Oscar <laughs> or something. I'm I'm
0: just saying. but one where he's holding a curling iron.
2: Right. Exactly. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. And, and his face is just like oh, uh, you know.
0: <laughs> but but I, I
2: wanted to just next you know you you mentioned Dave you know uh, homophobia and all of that and I think it's interesting because you know one of the things is that we never see. The children, Angela's and Peter, or Peter and Angela. I don't know. We never know what his sister's name was, actually. If you think about it, um, right? Because yeah. Angela was just name is the name that was given to him, and he was Peter. Um, we never see their mother, but we do see that their father is in a relationship with another man, and the kids, you know, walk in on them and start giggling or what have you. Well, the father's dead within the first five minutes of the movie, right? Because if not, you don't have orphan child. Correct. And so initially, I'm kind of like, well, is this one of those like you know the gay guy had to die and pay for you know and now this she's paying for the sins of the father because that was wrong is it a morality play this that and the other but then on the flip side of it this movie the last the last time i saw a movie that was this sort of preoccupied with the uh various states of undress of the male figure it was um jeepers creepers too (laughs) (laughs) because there i mean there is no okay i get that it was 1983 right i get that it was 1983 and barring my personal wardrobe everybody back then as opposed to now lived in short shorts like it's but every guy is like you know like really in really good shape is wearing short shorts, crop tops, shirtless and their underwear or
0: what have you. So and slinging schmee in those in those yeah. tighty whities. I mean, I'm <laughs> saying
2: if I wasn't gay before, it was just
0: I mean like sleepaway camp
2: indeed. But it, so it, it makes me like okay, but was that just the times? Okay, fine, the short shorts maybe, but like they're they're just again they're not like other slasher movies. You don't see tits in this movie. Uh, you, you don't you don't see the the exploit the exploitative presence of you know the the young girls. I don't know if that's because the teenagers in this movie were actually being played by teenagers, we will which get is probably
1: yeah we'll, uh,
2: a big part of it. Um, okay. I hope
1: <laughs> because yeah, but, but but there but, were uh, there were older camp counselors who were of age, right? Who, yeah, Meg, who, who uh, Meg, you know who who could have. Uh, been told by the director, like, hey, listen, you know, this is gonna be your shower scene. Yeah, you know? even be, her shower even, scene. Even yeah. in Meg's shower scene. Yeah, you don't really see anything.
2: Like, I've seen like Mormons wearing less in a shower scene than Meg was. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't, I, I don't know that I have the, the clear answer, but I, I can definitely see why this has become a sort of LGBT cult iconic horror classic you know because mm-hmm. at the end of the day that's a community that doesn't really have many horror icons right you know if you stop and think about it it's at best we've got what Sharon Stone and in Basic Instinct that's a thriller mm-hmm. I don't consider that a horror movie and no, then if you want to and if you want to get creative maybe Freddy Krueger
0: because he's an equal <laughs> opportunity <laughs> so like,
2: like and I don't even think Freddy's bi I think he's just slutty um, you know it's, <laughs> it's just
0: hand Freddy yeah exactly. He, he, he's Um, but
2: I, I, you know, so I, I there might be something to that too, you know until until the the LGBT community gets kind of like its own you know slasher. Per se, well, and there's yeah.
0: there's there's a beauty in that in in art being what you make it and, and a community mm-hmm. finding something that that they can latch onto and 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 make theirs <laughs> even if it wasn't made to be theirs. Uh, right. Like and and cr- I, I could this is just from personal experience, but in my personal experience, there is a huge gay following to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And but like yep. it, it, to the best of my knowledge, that TV show wasn't made with that fan base in mind. They no, just even Willow didn't
2: come out until later right. the in they just yeah. they
0: just really latched on to this this idea that the, the powerful female lead and it and it be, and they, they took this thing and they made it theirs. Mm-hmm. And and that's what's you know, art is what you make it. And if you can find something and make it yours, then more power to you.
1: That's so. that's kind of what I was going to say. Is um, you know, I, I'm kind of in agreement with, with both of you that. I don't think Robert Herzlick had this in mind when he made the movie. Um, He says in an interview that um, he had a beginning and an end when he he first started writing this movie. And the rest just kind of wrote itself. Um, And he wanted to make a movie that left the audience, where the final frame of the film, left the audience in shock so that as they were leaving the the theater, they would be shocked as opposed, as as opposed to um, Friday the 13th, where the shock comes and then there's a chase or psycho where the shock comes. Hmm. And then there's a chase. This, there is no chase. The chase occurs before the shock, right? The whole scene where uh, where the owner of the camp, I forget his name, uh, Mel. Mel, yeah, basically beats Ricky to death, you know, near death. Um, that whole scene is, is very frantic. The tension is over by the time they get to her, right? Yeah. Uh, because they know she's the killer. They know that it's her because they have found Ricky. And it can't possibly be Ricky.
2: Well, no, but they don't they still don't know it's her. They're just because, looking for her because she's missing. Right, because they found Meg is dead and somebody else. Oh, and the children had been murdered as well on a camping trip. So you know, they y- don't you're know right, it's her.
1: they don't know. We the audience know. Yes. At that point, we the audience know that 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 it's her and that it isn't Ricky. Um there is a um a great essay that I read once um by um by a literary critic named uh, Roland Barthes, uh, a French dude. And he, um, it was called The Death of the Author. And in it, he says that once a literary work leaves the author's desk, it no longer belongs to the author and it belongs to the reader. And so, whatever a reader or in this case, the audience, views in that thing or reads in that thing is there. Right. Because mm-hmm. if you are picking up on some subtext, uh, or maybe it's, it's, it's overt, right? You're picking up on something there. Maybe it wasn't even something that the author had in mind, but it's something that is there. It's something that is present. And that's why um, something like the work of Shakespeare is still so relevant today. Because even though they were issues that were present in the 15th century and the 16th century, they are still issues that are present today in a different way. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, I I do see um, and of course, I'm looking at this, you know, from outside of, of the discourse community of, of 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 the LGBTQ community, right? Yeah. Um, but from what I see is, is a movie that is Preoccupied not just with Angela's gender, but with her sexuality. Notice that she doesn't really respond to any of the sexual advances that are there. Well, that girl um, doesn't respond
2: to anything. Well, she doesn't re- yeah, she doesn't, she doesn't
1: respond. She doesn't respond to much. Uh, there is only one time where she begins to respond. Right out on the beach, hmm. and the moment that her truth is about to be revealed that's when that's when like she kind of shifts gears right so i don't see in angela a lot of confusion necessarily about her sexuality um i do see it about her gender where she doesn't really understand whether she is internally a boy or a girl whereas mm. i don't think that she really sees herself as um or himself right peter doesn't see right. himself as gay because he's not really into what's going on right and when he's he's in that moment as angela and then once he realizes shit peter's about to be revealed snaps out of it and says why well, can't mm. i can't i can't do this right now so uh I I you know, a lot has been said about the uh, how you know gender and sexuality need to be treated as as two different um yeah, they are. Uh, two, two different topics entirely. Mm-hmm. Um and and I think that we see that going on with Angela. So I I totally understand why this is something that has been mm-hmm. embraced by that community because I mean how can it not? It's it's a movie that even broaches the subject in in a a genre but, that never does
2: and a time when that against your your oh, yeah like, like was it intentional mm, you can make the argument either way right because we don't know right but it still was done in 1983 like don't you know you, you can't lose sight of that and, and no matter how clunky it was or, or may have been like i don't know that this movie would even get made nowadays
1: i, I don't, don't think, think so. that, yeah. that
2: you could make no because you number well number 1 it, it it would have like an all-star cast and it would be weird but i think now also there's there's this feeling of you know when any underrepresented um you know community finally gets its chance in the spotlight it has to be uber positive and uber um you know the best light possible so i don't even think that you would be allowed to have a trans you know serial killer right because it, it just and again it's it's very it's fraught with a lot of things but you know it's like well that just further reinforces what people think that they're a danger and they're going to kill our right. children yeah so it's like the, I, the
1: villainization of, right, of a minority right. group yeah right
2: so i don't even um, know that that could happen nowadays just from that perspective forget yeah. having it remade you know
1: Andy says, uh, this is seriously taboo. And, and, and I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it is, it is something taboo. You know, you, you don't, you know, we were often told that, uh, you don't talk about, you know, uh, sex, you don't talk about religion and you mm-hmm. don't talk about politics. And, um, I guess you don't talk about gender now. Um, yeah. Yeah. either, uh, you know, just uh, to keep things PC, it's just not something that, that, that you, you, you will find in, in a movie anymore. Um, and that might be a good thing or a bad thing, you know, yeah. um, you I, know maybe, I, I maybe haven't, I haven't decided, I haven't decided yet whether it is, you know, because I watch movies like, um, like blazing saddles and laugh That's my ass great. off and say, Oh man, I wish they still made movies like this. But then I watch all the movies that were like that and were not good. And right. I'm like, oh, right. Right, man thank god they don't make movies well i mean and you don't you don't even
0: have you don't even have to go that far back i mean you just go back to that rash of late 90s early 2000 films where like a running joke was like oh well this is essentially sexual assault (laughs) but we're teenage boys and like and i mean so you don't even have to go yeah as far back as blazing Towns. you look at that it's like Ooh, yeah, no, we did. We we laughed, a lot. and you, you still kind of look at it, and you you laugh at those things, but then you're like, well, yeah, but you know that whole thing.
2: I think it's also about context, and I think because yeah. we were there at that time, we la- we look at it from a different lens. But right. you yeah, nostalgia
1: know, definitely has something to do
0: with it, right?
2: That. But listen, if we want to talk about you know the, the sexual assault thing, I mean, this movie blatantly the chef mm. like as these like yeah prepubescent girls are walking through he's like oh yeah they're all nice and clean and shaven and then the worst part is that nobody i come it, from I'll- we
1: call them baldies Bald- baldies wow i had <laughs> forgotten about that line and i looked over at stephanie and i was like holy shit i'm so sorry you had to hear that <laughs> what's even worse
2: what's even worse than the fact that that line exists because okay great the chef says it, so you know early on he's a villain. He's gonna be one of the first to yeah. go. Like, it, it, as extreme as it is, it's it's it serves its purpose, right? The right. worst part about that, though, is that like I guess the, the the sous chef, if they have one at sleepaway camps, you know, <laughs> yeah. when he says this, he's just like, "Oh, you, <laughs>
1: yeah," and it's just like you're even older than <laughs> they, he is they throw you're... they throw that one like throwaway line in there where he's like these girls can't even think about some of the stuff right. that 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 you're thinking about and and then he's like you know oh you know they, they just need to be told what to do and then they all laugh it they're, off right. like yeah they're not know, too it, young you're just too old right and is that's what he says oh. to him. yeah that's it. See, that,
0: yeah,
2: that's the worst part. Because again, the villain being the villain is one thing, but for nobody on the sidelines, just be like, "The fuck is wrong with you?" Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> I, I, no, like, no. It takes Ga-ga. it takes
1: it takes Ricky <laughs> to stand up to him. Yeah. Yes.
2: Actually, you know what? Can we stop for a second and just applaud? Ricky was probably the only really decent actor in this. I have-
1: I Dude, I, like,
0: I know we're going to get to actors. I guess this is a good segue into it, right? Uh, is that this what's coming this up is, yeah, it is okay, a good segue. Sorry. That's, that's the next no, thing. No, it's great because I do want to talk about Ricky. Like, yes, Ricky is so great. I mean, just just axe mm-hmm. his ass off of This this. The fucking swagger on this kid. I mean, when he just like strolls into like the dance with that big ass cowboy hat on, no fucks given, just I mean, just <laughs> owns the room, right? Sitting there playing baseball with the counselors. Can we take a second to appreciate how good the comeback eat shit and live is when someone says "Oh, uh, shit and Die? Yes. I yeah. <laughs> like, love that line. He's just he's he's quick witted, he stands up for his family, like and and, and takes no shit off anyone.
2: Yeah, no, and, and well, I think the swagger may have come from the fact that he was playing, I think, like a thirteen-year-old, but he was seventeen.
1: Yeah, think, okay. At the time, <laughs> mm-hmm. so
2: he's a little older, um, and so I think that's where it comes across. But I, I agree with you 100. He's he's like the de facto hero. I mean, he doesn't do anything. Yeah, he doesn't, but he, mm-hmm. but I guess he's the protagonist of the movie as opposed to the antagonist, and he really, I mean, again, still to say he was seventeen, and in this movie, which I know the bar is kind of low for horror movies and acting ability but he was good. Like, you know, I, every time he walked into a scene, he knew, you you know, when to go a little over, when to go a little under, when to just, you know, hit it down the middle. Um, Also, you mentioned the baseball game. I think that shit is still going on. That is the (laughs)
0: longest scene I've ever watched in a movie in my life. Yeah. I think, I think baseball scenes in Sandlot were shorter than that one. Jesus.
2: I think the, 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 season of MLB is shorter than that scene. Like it goes on forever.
1: Oh, Lord. Um apparently Robert Hertzlick um wanted to have a couple of scenes that reminded the audience what summer camp was actually like and um I mean I can certainly attest to, I never went to sleepaway camp no, um are Hispanic we wouldn't Yeah my my Cuban <laughs> parents were like you no. know no esos son para los americanos tú uh-huh. aquí en Miami
2: Tú duermes en casa. You sleep in the tú the house. Casa, yeah. <laughs> If you want, you can sleep outside in the yard.
1: Yo te pongo un afuera y y ya todo está bien. You come in, you have to grow cheese, and yeah. <laughs> My parents speak perfect English. They don't speak English, but it fits. Um, <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, he, he wanted to have some of that authenticity. Of like of, of summer camp, but that's one of the things that you do in camp is you're gonna go outside, you're gonna play football, you're gonna play baseball, you're gonna do these things. Yeah. And um,
2: there were and even I, moments that if you if you took the horror elements out of it, it almost seemed like it was it could be like a coming of age movie almost. Yeah, um,
0: yeah, yeah. You
2: know, it, it, the interaction again because the kids are kids, and you know they're just are they're, they're you know having a little adventures or whatever. And and yeah, I guess. I guess the baseball scene adds to that, you know, just their, their kids being kids.
1: Well, that's one of the mm-hmm. things that I kind of wanted to focus on was um, he hired children. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wanted kids. So uh, we see young kids, you know, like under 10 years old, we see uh, teenagers the the primary cast uh, is, is, is teenagers. And then we, we see a couple of the older camp counselors, mm-hmm. uh, but there's very, very few adults, um, you know. Mel, um, what's the name of the the like his right hand man? Yeah, yeah. Gino, the really, yeah. the really
2: muscly, guy. the really
1: buff guy. Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: and uh, Ronnie, Ronnie is the really buff guy. Gino is like the slightly less buff. Where's the crop
2: <laughs> yes. top
1: all the time? The crop top. top. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Ronnie, Ronnie, is that
2: special re- movie with both of them? Is-
1: <laughs> Ronnie-, <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie, does come back for return uh, to sleep. Yes. You Still juice. Um, He's still juiced. Yeah. And <laughs> still looks good. Still looks good in those shorts. Yeah. Um, so uh that's and, and the police officer with that awful mustache. Awful mustache. <laughs> uh that's that's pretty much it as far as adults go. Yeah, uh, yeah. They're they're all kids. Uh do you think that adds something to mm-hmm. the movie? Or did it detract from uh from it at points? Like was was the acting bad because they were kids and therefore it like sucked you out of the movie or did the fact that they were children add like an element of realism? So I'm not going to say the acting was
0: bad. Uh, you know, I think that them being children, I think that where we get the best feel for them being children playing into these roles coming across more naturally are any sort of scenes with, Anything romantic happening. Like, because yeah. they were using teenagers, they perfectly captured that awkwardness of getting a first kiss or like you know, make just just making out and like the oh, why is it so wet? And like the and just <laughs> and the and and just the little the little pet kisses and stuff like that, where it's like these are obviously like kids. Yeah. Like it was, it was every that moment, it, those moments when you are a teenager are so painfully awkward. And because they cast teenagers to do these painfully awkward moments, I don't, you know, they weren't having to act. That was probably pretty awkward for them. And that comes across, yeah, that comes across beautifully because of that choice to use that that that's my biggest takeaway honestly when it comes to the the using the kids like yeah they they shoot off at the mouth at at each other and stuff like that you know the fights are real juvenile you know they're just kind of rolling around on the floor in a clump but man those those romantic scenes um are really (laughs) when you're like yeah these are teenagers yeah yeah
2: same it's it's it it actually adds to it i would say Mm -hmm. overall because You know, how many times have we've seen this where, you know, we're watching like a Friday the 13th or what have you, you know, they're like, oh, we're going to camp. And I'm like, really? Aren't you 42? Like, why are you like, like, shouldn't you be like signing up for AARP at this point? Like not going to sleepaway camp. And so the fact that they are kids, you know, it lends a certain believability. And and that's why you can have those scenes where they're just getting into like, yeah, they're doing stupid shit with each other or the baseball scene or what have you, you know. The water balloon
1: scene. The water balloon scene. Stuff like that, yeah.
2: where and, and I'm sorry, Angela. I know you got mental issues going on there, but that was one water balloon, and she went down like if she had been hurled a bucket of rocks. And like, then Mel goes, it, "You could take it out, could an eye. out of her yeah. eye." Pump the brakes with what? <laughs> <laughs> with what? But I think it it adds to it. And then I will say though, then it kind of makes me feel a little bad when I just wind up like really hating some of these children. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, because like from the beginning, you're just like, okay, Judy needs to die, and then
1: <laughs> well, I, I was going 15, to say, you so know, like Meg and Judy kind of deserve the hate. Well, Meg know? more
2: so because Meg was a counselor, meaning that she was what, yeah. like maybe closer to eighteen than, than right. I mean, she shakes Angela at one point where it's just like, woman, control yourself. You're getting paid to do this. Like, calm down. <laughs> And then we find out that she's like got a thing for Mel, which is really
1: weird. So okay, weird. so I don't think that Meg had a thing for Mel. I think that <laughs> Meg <laughs> thought, whether or not it was true, that Mel was someone who was, who could be used as a sugar daddy.
2: Okay, still, but Mel, <laughs> she was, let's, let's, Say she was nineteen. Like, let's put her a year over the legal limit, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mel was what in his early two hundreds? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere around there.
2: Like, if you had, if you had told me that she was, like, you know, trying to trying to get it on with um with this guy, the, Ronnie, the, the you know, Ronnie, you could yeah, tell he was uh-huh. maybe in, he was maybe in his late twenties or late 30, right, like somebody a little like older, but you know, still kind of like okay, I get it. But it's like, yo, I mean, she's like the original Anna Nicole. If if, if that's what if that's what happened, if you're, what you're saying this is what happened, you know, she, I mean, okay, go on, Meg, with your bad self, but no.
1: Well, I'm not saying I would have. All, all Lies. Was, uh, yeah. <laughs> you wanted oh, that man. sweet, sweet, sleepaway camp money. Oh, man, Mel and, and the way he held that cigar. It's, mm. it's all about the cigar, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: My boyfriend is oh, yeah. like, is he in a different movie? Like, is he, a, is, he's like, is he's like, he a, a, he's
1: like a Goomba. Yeah. He's like,
2: why is this mafia guy in this movie? Like, what is
1: this? Um, yeah. Uh, also, it, it, I thought it was really creepy. One of the creepiest things. And I, I thought it was really good of the guy who played Mel to do this when, um, like he's, he's all prepared for the, for his, you know, date, his big date with Meg. Yeah. Uh, someone tells him that Meg went to the showers. He goes to the shower. He sees her dead before he leaves, right? He says, oh, I'll get him, Meg. I'll get him. Uh. He stops as he's leaving, and he looks over at her, like, naked body, the mutilated dead body, and he stops to look her up and down one more time. Yes. Like, yeah. that was such a, like, dirtbag, creepy <laughs> move. Like man, you know what, like that guy I think is actually like, you know, a, a fairly decent actor. Well, she's know? dead. Like that's... He's not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they have a pill for that now. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I personally like the, the fact that there, there were kids for, yeah. for this. It, to, to me, it, I think it did add realism to it. It's a movie that doesn't take itself too seriously, so uh, for me, it wasn't one of those things which sucked me out of the movie. It was, um, it was uh, the,
0: just uh, FYI on Mel. This is the last movie he ever made.
2: Yeah, like yeah. they forced him out of the industry. I, or, I don't know. It like,
0: just on his Wikipedia <laughs> just says sleepaway <laughs> camp eighty three is Mel final film role. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: well,
2: so. thanks for the memories, I guess. <laughs> yeah,
1: even though they weren't so great. <laughs>
0: uh <laughs> like he's like nope that's it my mark has been made on the world that's it
1: <laughs> he escaped he escaped at the end yeah that's
2: true he ran away no yeah, he, he didn't
0: no he didn't he took an arrow through the throat oh, oh that's right. right yes oh and he, okay, be- so that- he beats ron Ra- he beats ricky he thinks yeah. to death and then he's standing there's like it can't
1: be you it can't be you arrow through the throat so uh oh, oh ish is gone we, we just lost ish I hope his phone didn't die. He should be able to. Let me text him and tell him he can come back in using that same thing. But uh, as some- as
0: as we text him to get on back, like like we were saying, I, it's it's interesting that uh, you know when when you look at the older characters, when you look at Mel, we were talking earlier about how the cook is so obviously the villain it's weird and hard to kind of tell whether we're supposed to feel like Mel is like, he's like, he's like villain light, right? Like until, until yeah. he beats a child. Today. Until the end. But yeah. yeah. Right, but right. like, but, up but he until thinks he's doing moment, the right thing at that point though. Right. He does think he's doing the right <laughs> thing. But, and then up until that moment, it's like, all right, so you're, you're, you're an asshole. Who's more worried about his money than the fact that kids are
1: dying here. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, you can't be um forcing guys like Ronnie to keep their mouths shut right uh wh- while the police are there and inquiring about what happened and then at the last minute decide you're going to take the law into your own hands <laughs> and 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 believe that you are beating a child to death listen say, that's just what they oh, do i gotta the get mafia. out of here <laughs> <laughs> um so his his death i'm glad that you reminded me of his death because that that does kind of lead me to the um the next thing i wanted to talk about which is special effects i personally think that this movie has some killer special effects all pun intended. Um despite the fact that we like really never see the kill with the exception of Meg's shower scene, we never see the kill. Um so there's not much gore. This is a genre or a subgenre where gore is like like a movie lives and dies by gore, right? Like, you know,
2: especially for an R-rated one.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's like blood and boobs. That's all you need to be a successful slasher movie. So considering the fact that we, with the exception of ones, never see the kill, how effective are these special effects, do you think? I think that the, I think
0: that the makeup that's done to show us the aftermath of the kills <laughs> is done spectacularly. The, the burns on the cook. I mean, like you could feel—you can feel yeah. how bad that must hurt because you yeah. can see the skin peeling off. Um you, can, they- al-
1: you can also see, uh, like the the welts that are starting to form. On yeah. There, yeah, right. Um, it, it, they 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 pumped like air through through. Uh, I think he said it was uh, the special effects guy said in an interview. It was like gelatin or something like that. Um, and yeah, so that's they great. they. Yeah, so so they would make these these boils like come up, and and like subside as he was like breathing and shouting, and it added like a real sense of realism. I was watching this on like a fairly large TV, and I was like, "Damn, that looks pretty good."
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you I know, mean, like for, there's for Yeah, like there's, you know, there's a lot of really good ones, but man, like watching it again this time and and keeping that in mind, like, okay, like we're going to be talking about special effects. Like that was the one that just, I was like, ah, like the way, like I said, just the way that when you just see his hand shoot up and then you see his face and it's just, it's not just like, you know, just painted red or overt, you know, just like, oh, it burned to the bone. Like you can see, it looks like skin blistering and separating and peeling and if you've ever had a second degree burn, like you could feel mm-hmm. that scene. Yeah,
2: yeah, but I, I'll I'll say like to the opposite end of the spectrum. Um, you know, you've got the one kid who who's killed under the canoe, and yep. while the effect looks good, right? Like when they uncover him, I mean, you know, they got the snake coming out of his mouth or whatever. My issue is that when they uncover him, this literally happened like maybe six hours ago and that body looks like it's been in the river for a week <laughs> and a half. Like, yeah. so it's one of those things where it's like, like you said, like with, with, the, with the, the burns, it's perfect, right? Because it looks like it would and it's not. But then on the flip side, you've got this kid who like just drowned and he looks like he's been floating in there, you know, since three summers ago and they just found him now <laughs> under the canoe. So it's a little... It's a little all over the place, and again, I know yeah. in this genre. You well, have to go I mean, bigger, go home.
1: The the burns, the burns as well. Like if some, if a pot of boiling water had just fallen on him, he would just be red, right?
0: Yeah, those if you, you know, know the
1: the the burns themselves wouldn't have formed until I mean it it would have taken not very long, you know, a time, right. just a just a couple of minutes. But it, he would not have looked like that. He would have looked like that eventually.
2: But I feel like that's um, more believable. Even with that quick,
1: yeah, like, even in that quick yeah. period of time,
2: versus this poor guy, you know, who dropped. Well,
1: and uh, like, like the bees too, uh, or lack yeah. thereof. Uh, <laughs> right, we don't we don't see a single bee until the guy's dead, right? Um, but it, like, you would not have looked that way after approximately what, what was it, ten seconds of being attacked yeah, by, yeah. by and, bees.
0: Uh, I've, I've seen someone with a severe bee allergy be stung oh. and it does it. I mean, it, it, it swells up pretty quickly, but yeah, he had like the big, like festering, like boil like mm-hmm. here yeah. on his
1: arm and stuff that had already started. It looks fantastic. Yeah. Though. yeah. It looks really, really great. Um, I think one of the things that you have to do as, as a, as a special effects artist, if you don't have a crazy budget, and this movie didn't. It had a budget of $350,000 total. Wow, that's it? Right? Uh, that's it. It had $350,000. Um, so that Hallmark is... Hallmark movies have more than that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that's not a huge budget. That's around what um, Sam Raimi made Evil Dead for. Okay. So... Okay. Um, if you don't have a big budget i think you have to know how to use your special effects mm-hmm. and yeah. and you either choose to go all in on like one or two effects um or you can choose not to show the kill which is the most expensive part of the effect right mm-hmm. creating that effect is going to be way more expensive than showing the aftermath and i think that they were like judicious in choosing when we're going to show the kill right like showing her getting stabbed in the back—that's not a very expensive or or, or mm-hmm. fancy effect to do, especially right the way they shot it. Yeah, the things we didn't have to see it ripping it. Yeah. through the skin or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, um, so that's that's a, a very like cheap effect to pull off. Everything else, it's like you know what? Let's put a decent amount of money into making the after effect look good. And right. between us, hearing them scream. Right. And seeing the buildup and then cutting to, hey, so this is what happened to them in our minds. What we're picturing is maybe even worse than what they could have shown you with an unlimited budget.
2: Yeah. Well, that's when you get, you know, Judy's death. Right. Which
0: is. Yes. (laughs)
2: Just I mean. It's also the way, I mean, obviously it had to be, right? Because again, we're talking that they use children, first of all. But you know, I mean, for those who've not seen the movie, Judy is essentially smothered with a pillow while Angela takes Judy's curling iron that she was just using. So it is hot and shoves it up her cooch. (laughs) And that's the end of, and then then she just like, (laughs) yeah, you know what? You, you, you who likes her roast beef? Uh, <laughs> eat it up. <laughs> and but you know, then she just moves the, the bed a little bit away from the wall, and like all you see is Judy's feet getting like dum dum like falling, and then the bed <laughs> yeah. gets pushed over. And well, they'll find her eventually. Who cares? Yeah. You know? But but you and yet know it's what's brutal? Happened. It's yeah. brutal.
1: You you like, you think about you, that, wince And like I I don't have a vagina, and yet <laughs> no. i was having phantom pain.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Like stop yeah, and just. Yeah. Think about that, and you know, nowadays I wonder if they were to do some a death like that. If you know, with all this torture porn and the Saw movies and all that, mm-hmm. if it would probably obviously you would never get that graphic. Like, I don't think they would actually show like the insertion.
0: Eli Roth would
2: probably he would. But,
1: <laughs> if anyone I, would, it would if be. If anybody him. would, it
0: would be him.
2: <laughs> but I think they would get a lot closer to showing it, like going like between the woman's legs. You know, yeah. if nothing else, like it would be more overt about like, hey, hey, oh. Oh no no wait wait I'm gonna show you because I don't think you're smart enough to figure it out on your own like I'm gonna walk you take you by the hand and and, and show you this
0: you know I'm, so I'm, I'm sitting there watching it and I I was watching it on my phone because the kids were around and stuff so I'm watching it on my phone I got my Bluetooth headphones in and my wife is folding laundry and I just took an earpiece out and I was like this girl just got a curling iron shoved in her cooch and she was like oh my god what are you watching what does that even look like and I was like I, it was it was silhouetted but it sounded bad.
1: <laughs> I could probably draw you a picture. You got some trans.
2: <laughs> There's gotta be an easier way to straighten your fumes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um and then we we mentioned it earlier, but I, I think one of the most effective uh special effects is um Angela's face at the end of the movie. Yeah. Right. Um Uh, Like you mentioned, Ish, it was like a a cast of her face, but they they didn't make a mask because uh, they kind of had the foresight to think uh, this is going to be worn by a man, right, um, whose face is... Probably going to be wider than Angela's, right? She's a how old was she? 13, she 14 was 13, year old girl. 14, yeah. You know, so um, whoever wears this mask is going to deform the mask. It will not end up looking like Felisa Rose. So I think they very smartly uh, made it out of like uh, plaster or vinyl or something like that. It was hard, and and that way the 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 shape would. Be retained by it's it's almost like a death mask, right? Yeah. Um. And and so uh, the special effects artist uh, found some glass eyes, which had the same color to uh to them as Felisa Rose's did. They found you know real hair to uh, to plug into there, and what you end up having is a face that looks identical to hers,
0: and Fair so. Fun yeah uh
1: definitely. uh yeah it's absolutely terrifying um she talks about doing that and and feeling uncomfortable and not really knowing how uncomfortable it was and saying that if she were asked to do it now she probably would say no I'm not doing it <laughs> like th- th- just having mm-hmm. having that plaster on your face for that long is is just terrible mm-hmm. um but it it leads to such an effective shot um yeah. like like you said ish there's there's no way that they're gonna put um like a prosthetic or 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 a strap-on or something like that on, on a 13-year-old girl. I mean number one, <laughs> she probably wouldn't allow it. Number two, the mom wouldn't allow it. Um, You know, I'm sure the dire- I'm well, sure there's laws there's, about maybe- that too. Yeah, let's <laughs> say yeah, yeah I, I mean the you, government. Yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you can't strap a sex toy onto a teenager these days. You know? And this is
2: how we got on QAnon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, um, so I mean, really, that's that's the only that's the only thing you're left with. You can't CGI a penis onto her, not in, um, not, not, that in those, attitude, not in attitude, <laughs> <can't. laughs> not well, not 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 in 1983. Today, you could. I mean, they did it to you know Doctor Manhattan, you know, <laughs> quite quite effectively, quite effectively. Uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, the, the only choice you have is to to get a dude and throw that mask on a dude and and it leads to i think a, a, a really effective and creepy shot yeah. God, Very and, just, creepy. And, and i know we talked about it at the
0: top but just like you said so often it's like all right you know here's the twister here's the big reveal and now we're going to show you what happens after it's like no you that's no nothing now
1: that's it <laughs> For all you know she yeah.
2: killed yeah. everyone after exactly. those credits rolled
1: <laughs> i so, I do think, um, and I know that this this isn't special effects talk, and it goes back to plot. But a lot of movies, when they have a twist ending, they may, they they force you to go back and and analyze the the plot and <laughs> like say, uh, like like Saw does, like High Tension does, and anything it by you, Shyamalan, uh, yeah, it, it, anything by Shyamalan, and 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 you you either end up enjoying the movie so much more for the fact that that twist was set up properly saw. and there, and, and there are no holes in there, which I think saw does really well, which I yeah. think like six Sense does really well. Right. Uh, you mentioned Shyamalan. So uh, there's movies like that. And then there's movies like high tension, high tension. Where, I was waiting until you were like, or the ones where it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Where, where the twist seems great at the end. You're like, Holy fuck. My mind was just blown. And then you stop and you start talking to your your friends about it. You're like, whoa, 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 hang on a second. How'd this happen? Yeah. This is impossible. Like, whoa, hang on a second. Forget about that thing. How's this other thing possible? And, and then you realize that the whole movie just kind of falls apart. You yeah. pull on one yeah. thread, and all of a sudden your sweater's gone, and all you've got is like this giant like pile of, of thread on the floor.
2: Or know? if you're at sleepaway camp, a really cute crop top.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I think <laughs> that I think that Robert Herzlick did a fantastic job in giving us just enough information to keep us guessing all the way along. And if you go back and you rewatch the movie, there's nothing in there that contradicts no. Angela being the killer. The there's on- no, the
0: only thing I would say, and it doesn't contradict. Mm. um, It's just the cardio that she would have to have <laughs> to sprint <laughs> Into the woods, kill those kids that threw sand at her with an axe. Sprint back to the camp, kill the uh, kill uh, Meg with the curling iron, and then get out into the woods to shoot the uh, to shoot the counselor in the throat with the arrow. All happened in a very tight window.
2: I mean, I, I get it, but yeah, you know, I had a lot of energy at thirteen.
0: But yeah, but then, it, like I said, it doesn't. It's not necessarily a plot hole. It's just like, and it's not like it's not like it was ever a plot point that she didn't participate in sports because she couldn't. Physically yeah, or because, right. you know, cause she was out of shape. She just said she was fine with watching, but that was, that was the one <laughs> thing this time where I was like, Damn, she really covered the map on this last night. Like this was full yeah. berserker mode. Yeah, even uh, and then, even if and the then, and then even if the campgrounds themselves <laughs> aren't that large, it is right. a large area to. Come and with. then still show up to her like late night date with the hair just perfectly coiffed. There's and no the excuse. <laughs> all done right.
2: There's no excuse to have your hair not done no. for a it date. Was,
0: it's 83. That's I mean that's the era of Aquanet, right? right. It would probably <laughs> exactly. look exactly like that for all of the kills. <laughs>
2: and um, no blood yeah, yeah. It acted as like a
1: nice shield because, because yeah, it. it's not yeah, yeah. guarded right <laughs> <laughs> oh that's fantastic <laughs> um all right so i think we've pretty much covered just about everything when it comes to sleepaway camp um ish suggest we we always do a um Uh, A a unique rating system. This is something that Jeff originally (laughs) started on on Shiver all the way back uh, with our very first episode when we did The Exorcist back in 2017. And um, I can't remember what he suggested. Uh, But when I told Ish about this, he was like, okay, we have to do as a rating system curling irons to the coochie. So I said, um, I can't possibly think of anything better than that. Not for um, a second. So um, Daniel, out of five possible curling irons, to the coochie, <laughs> how many curling irons to the coochie do you give this movie? So one thing that I've had to keep
0: in mind as we do this show is I view, we we give each one a unique rating system, right? Because I I constantly kind of have the argument with myself about, well, what if, what did I give this one? And what is it compared to that one? But luckily we're not, you know, it changes every time. So I don't have to compare this to what I gave, you know, The Shining or anything like that, because that was a different rating system. <laughs> so that being said, I adore this movie. I think it is done absolutely beautifully. I think it is very aware of what it is. I think that the shock factor is there. I think there are just a lot of things to really, really love about this movie. And damn it, I give this movie five curling irons to the coochie.
1: I love it <laughs> I, I, wa- I want to take a clip of that of you saying I can put five <laughs> curling irons to the coochie and just make that my ringtone isolate like that. Like, like <laughs> that you hear that Neri uh, go ahead and edit that out um, <laughs> he's not here
2: <laughs> that we know of
1: <laughs> that we know of Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ish what about you
2: oh man so okay I, I love this movie so I almost want to like I want to give it five, you know, five, five curling irons to the coochie just from, from a nostalgia and just like, again, I love, you know, movies that are not quote unquote good. And I also love any movie where the teenager could feasibly either be 11 or 36. Um, so I'm going to give it five, <laughs> it's true. There's, yeah, there's, no. There, there, like Judy alone, Judy alone in one movie, there are some angles where I'm like, she's 12 she's 40 she's 17 <laughs> i think she just turned 32 like I, I,
1: from like scene to
2: scene that poor girl it's like she goes through like all the stages it's, of it's
1: man the, it's like, the awkwardness of of puberty man And that
0: big ass side pony it's the damn hair oh, is what man, it is That
1: side, that is one of the most she, legendary side ponies i think i've ever yeah. seen
2: she has like Bible camp hair. It's just, it's too much. But um, I'm going to go with five. I'm going to go with five. I think, you know, if I was rating it as like, is it a quote unquote good movie? I'd probably go closer to like three and a half, um, you know, curling irons to the coochie. But <laughs> five curling irons out of yeah. five to the cooch because it is what it is and it, and it knows it. I don't think at any moment it tries to be anything more, anything less. And if you just go along for the ride, you won't be disappointed.
1: Um, i I have to agree with with you all this um I knew it from before I re-watched it um the whenever we got around to sleepaway camp this was gonna be a five star for me and I'm, I'm a fairly generous um I'm a fairly generous uh critic when it comes to these sorts of movies that um that, that I feel nostalgic about um but everything you guys have said is absolutely correct you have to take every movie on its own merits uh mm-hmm. you have you have to watch a movie for what it is instead of what it isn't um we talked about this when we did demon knight i um, love that movie um, last, I, I, uh, I love episode. that episode i love yeah that episode, and so I love thank you thank you yeah and you know it's, it's very similar to demon knight it's it's not this isn't a movie that takes itself seriously you 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 approach it um i think as as a viewer, the same way that that the director did, and the the director wanted to shock you. I was shocked. Yeah. Uh, the first time I watched this movie, I continue to be shocked. Um. When when I watch this movie, I love thinking about this movie and the implications of you know what uh what what this means for uh for society as um as I continue to watch this movie is and 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 are our social consciousness continues to grow. I I love the fact that there's an authenticity to it about the, the children. I love the fact that I get to see a snake crawling out of a half decomposed body that's only been in the water for a, co- a couple of hours. You know, there's, I, I think there is so much to love about this movie that anything you could possibly throw at me and say, yeah, but gets batted away. It gets, batted, it gets batted away with a stick with uh, with with with, uh, with a beehive at the end of it with no bees coming <laughs> out of it. All right, um, so so how could this get anything other than five curling irons to the coochie? It, it has to. It absolutely has to. So, um, has any has
2: any Shiver movie ever gotten such a unanimous uh, rating? And I apologize because I know I sound a little weird now. My phone was dying, five. so I had
1: to uh, plug in.
0: Uh, but not um, not since I've been on have we had an Around the Horn five like that.
1: I think uh, going back a pre hiatus, um, mm-hmm. so this is probably sometime around twenty eighteen. We did the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, okay. and I am pretty sure that everyone gave it a five. Fair. um oh, fair enough as as i think that might be um i mean it's certainly one of the greatest horror movies of all time um it might be my favorite so um it's uh, it's a really good one <laughs> <laughs> um i would like to to thank you ish For no um, thank you guys for for having me coming on and and being here. I'm so happy that we were finally able to make this happen. I look forward to having you on again because I I have a suggestion, by the way. I have a suggestion I will I will take it
2: offline and and let you know, but I have a suggestion for another movie I'd like to come back for.
1: Oh, okay, fantastic. Wow. All Mm -hmm. right. Um, so you can catch Ish and uh and our good friend DJ on the Better Let Me Tell You podcast. Um do you want to throw out some uh, some social media info?
2: Uh, it's just, it's at Better Let Me Tell You on Instagram, on Facebook as well. You can find us on all streaming podcast uh, platforms. We drop a new episode every Friday. Um, you know, we, we've had the pleasure of having, you know, this gentleman, David, as a, as a co-host, also he's, your wife's been on as a co-host, I think probably more times than I've been on, um, as a, as a co-host <laughs> of my own show. Um, and you know, it's just, you know, it's a fun time. And, and I, I always say, you know, we've been doing this now for four years, but one of the best things about it is that we get to meet people like yourselves, you know, who we would not have met had it not been for this crazy podcast world. So, you know, that's, to me, that's the best part absolutely not, not just the free swag
1: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no, i i promise you your shirts in the mail um <laughs> uh you can uh, you can catch other geek bro podcasts like let'll let me tell you and shiver um on on the on the on the geek bro network you can go to geekbro.net and find a whole bunch of them there there is mount geekmore which Daniel and I are on um there is what's up bro uh, there is the uh, the newly released seasons there is the comedy fitness uh, dose of ellie brand, a new, one uh, of, brand new kickflix uh, kickflix uh, kick um, kick 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 yeah that just yeah. that just came out this week so uh very excited about that one as a martial arts fan myself that's that's exciting to see this come out uh, so we we've got we've got something for everyone here at uh at the geek bro network so on behalf of everyone here at uh shiver fright you very much